I will say one thing. For the first time in decades, I'm going to be watching on opening day. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. My name is Jay O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The new edition is published by Allworth Press. It's available anywhere that you can buy a book, amazon.com. Your local bookstore can order it and get it in just a couple of days. I want to say the retail price is $14.99 and discounted down to the just below $11, pretty much everywhere that you can find it online. The official website for the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. There are other official links there, information about Medicare premiums, as well as Medigap coverage. They're right on the site. There's also a place where you can ask me personal, private questions. Your answers will come free. If you require our professional services, that is also available. We would always tell you in advance if there were any professional charges, we would tell you in advance. So go there, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. In addition to that, there's a Facebook group also called Maximize Your Medicare. You know, there's a lot of crossfire around Medicare. We know that. There are articles, some of very different quality, one from the other. Some of the articles I don't agree with. I'm not going to review every single one of them. It'll take up. That would be more than a full-time job. So I post and then put comments there. It is a closed group. You will be accepted. You do need to apply to it. Go to Facebook and look up Maximize Your Medicare. There's a book website. There's also a separate Facebook group which is a closed group. You do need to go and subscribe to the closed group. For longer videos, you can see a YouTube channel. Again, Maximize Your Medicare. It's much more than Medicare. It's more about the understanding of the vast array of financial topics, including financial markets. The problem here is that people try to fragment. They try to keep separate financial topics separate, which may feel easy, convenient, lazy. I get it. That said, what ends up happening is when the world changes and you're locked into one kind of understanding, you're unable to adjust to the way the world actually works and the way that things actually are priced. The YouTube channel tries to go into some of those topics almost in seminar form so that you can try to get a deeper understanding, a better understanding to what is actually going on so that you're not merely reacting to headlines or sales points. You know, the the fact of the matter is there's a lot of other videos, et cetera, et cetera, and all of advertisements. I get it. It seems like a lot, and I can understand and somewhat sympathetic to that. It's largely a comment on the way that, you know, our society is digesting information at this time. You know, we want to watch uh, the sound bite. We want to see on Twitter, you want to see in 280 characters, the financial advice that would affect all ripples of your life find that very unlikely to be realistic, to be comprehensive, and then what ends up happening, life throws you a curveball. Something else occurs, and all of a sudden you don't know how to react. Why? Because you've been relying on a soundbite for your thought process, your understanding of very important, complex financial topics. Anyway, today I thought that I would go over my own experience. And while I'm not a Medicare person, right, I'm not eligible for Medicare, last week, I was in a knife fight, and yes, the knife won, and, you know, the kitchen knife won, sliced open my middle finger. I had to go to an urgent care center 
owned by a hospital. And, you know, I have high deductible plan, personal high deductible plan. So I knew in advance that I would have to pay the entire cost of it up front. But I know that the coverage, the coverage that I selected would not be covering this up until the very high individual deductible, which I know and acknowledged when I enrolled in the plan. So all good. There was no misunderstanding, etc. That part was fine. So that was last week. We fast forward to today where I got the stitches removed. And I just came back from, you know, the urgent care location. And I find this pamphlet. And the pamphlet is called How We Bill Medicare Patients. And I was fascinated and picked it up. And so I'm going to read you certain excerpts from it. I'm not going to pull anything out of context. right? I'm not going to pull anything out of context. That would be you know, wrong of me to do. But I thought I would do is go over it and then talk about, you know, what's good, what's bad about it, et cetera, et cetera. So let me just start from the beginning. Like I said, the title is How We Bill Medicare Patients. And inside the first page, and it's just a four-page pamphlet. Anyway, here we go. This practice is a department of blank. And I'm not going to name the medical center. Medicare refers to this type of hospital-owned clinic as a provider-based facility. This designation impacts the way that bills and copays are calculated under Medicare, which could also affect your out-of-pocket costs. The purpose of this brochure is to help is to explain our billing practices and help you anticipate your costs. Okay, so sidebar, there's nothing wrong necessarily with this. This complicated and it's very, you know, it seems like the objective here is worthy. The, the brochure continues, what is a provider-based facility? Medicare recognizes the benefit of an integrated system where the hospital and your doctor's office work together to provide the care and services you need. Hospital-owned clinics have also have to meet additional quality standards. Provider-based facility is a special Medicare de- designation that rewards this collaboration and compliance by reimbursing both the hospital and the doctor's office for your visit. Capturing this additional reimbursement helps us minimize the impact of Medicare reimbursement shortfall so that we can continue to provide you high-quality care. Again, nothing necessarily wrong here. I don't find anything inaccurate. A little confusing. Basically, the issue here is that Medicare is different than other health insurance, right, because there's a Part A, which is hospital-based, and then there's Part B, which is provider-based. Okay? So... This provider-based facility and the brochure and the explanation is trying to explain this without getting too deep in the weeds. Let's continue on with the brochure. How does this affect my bill? All care and services at our office will be provided as a service of blank. Your bill will come from the medical center, which is blank, and you will make your payments to the blank. The charge for each service will be divided into two parts, a facility fee for the hospital and a provider fee for the doctor or medical professional. This is similar to the way billing is done in other hospital departments such as radiology or emergency. These charges may appear together on the same bill or may arrive on two separate bills for the same visit. You may also receive two Medicare summary notices or explanations of visits for the same visit. Medicare requires us to bill the hospital fee to Part A and the provider fee to Part B. 
Depending on your plan, this may result in additional copays and or deductibles, which could increase your out-of-pocket costs. Our customer service team can help you estimate your cost. You may reach them at, you know, 800 blank. If you have a secondary or supplemental insurance, we will submit any balance that is not covered by Medicare to that additional insurance plan. If your secondary insurance does not cover the balance or if you do not have secondary or supplemental insurance, we will bill you for the balance, period. Okay, let's stop here. So there's a lot of stuff there. So now let's just say I've gone into, let's take my example. I've gone in and let's presume that, for example, that I was in med, under Medicare, okay? And I lost this knife fight, the knife one, and I needed to go get stitches, okay? So I would have been given two separate bills, two separate fees, if you will, one for the facility and one for the provider, Okay. So under original Medicare, the facility fee would be covered under Part A, and that is explained here. Medicare requires us to bill the hospital fee to Part A. And then one for the provider, the person who created, the, who administered the stitches, let's just say, that person, nurse practitioner in this instance, and the provider fee to Part B. Okay. So the issue here is that under Medicare, you're going to be given two separate line items, one which to basically divide for the facility, use of the facility itself, and then one for the provider's services. Okay. Now, if we take a look at the brochure, it says, if you have secondary or supplemental insurance, we will submit any balance that is not covered by Medicare to that additional insurance plan. Okay. So now we'll stop because I'm going to go into explaining what happens under Medicare Advantage and what happens under Medigap. Under Medicare Advantage, basically what happens is you have a single, single health or medical deductible. Okay. If you have not met the medical deductible, if you have not met the deductible, then you will be responsible for whatever bill that this center has sent to you, okay? They're going to divide it out into what part was part A and what part is part B. And let's just call that X and Y. And X plus Y equals Z, okay? Under Medicare Advantage, what happens is everything kind of gets rolled together. So what happens is let's call Z $300, and X equals 100 and Y equals $200. Okay, and we'll use that those numbers for the neck for the Medigap explanation as well. Okay, so under Medicare Advantage, what ends up happening is they will have a separate schedule. They will have a separate schedule. And they'll have a schedule to say outpatient hospital facility, provider-based facility you know, visit, and let's call it $100, okay? So while this blank center, blank center has submitted a bill that looks like Z dollars, 300, your Medicare Advantage plan, as I just said, may have a schedule that says your bill is $100, okay? 
So you need to be very careful here. You're the consumer. You're the Medicare Advantage policy owner. You need to wait. Why do you need to wait? Because you're going to get a bill from the center, which is going to read Z, 300. But that is prior to prior to the coordination with your Medicare Advantage plan. And different Medicare Advantage plan and the centers, you know, the timing here of receiving the bills can be disjointed. So you need to just wait. You need to wait to see the bill from the center blank, in this case, which incorporates the amount of money that has been agreed on with your Medicare Advantage plan. Right? And only if and only if, right? So in other words, when you get everything coordinated and all the dust settles, the bill from blank, the medical center, right, which is this provider-based facility, should read you owe 100, not 300, not Z, but 100. And 100 is based on the Medicare Advantage schedule. What ends up happening is people get the original bill from the center that reads 300 or Z. And then they're worried, hey, my Medicare Advantage plan told me it would be 100. And of course, $100 in that instance is just an example. It will vary from plan to plan. People end up in a panic and they end up sending in the $300. Well, now you're in the very unenviable position of have overpaid by 200 in which case, it's your job then to get a refund from the facility or blank. That is tough stuff. So my recommendation here, the thought process on how to handle this type of situation, is to simply wait until the parties have coordinated with one another. That means Medicare. That means blank, the facility, and your Medicare Advantage plan. Again, only until the three have spoken with each other and correctly coordinated will you get the accurate bill, which should be 100, which is the Medicare Advantage co-payment schedule defined amount. That's it for Medicare Advantage. Under Medigap, Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental, very different. So now let's just go back to the original example. I told you X was 100, which is the hospital fee, that 200 was the provider fee, and 300 was the total, X plus Y equals Z. Okay, so under Medigap, very different. Let's just presume for the moment you had Medigap Plan G. Okay, under Medigap Plan G, what ends up happening? Well, Part A deductible is paid, right? Part A deductible is paid meaning that the $100 the the $100 which was x which i said was under the hospital or the facility as part a that is paid in full okay so you you are not due so you would have to pay zero under part b however the provider i said the bill was $200 that you will have to pay if you have not that you will have to pay if you have not satisfied the Part B deductible yet, right? The Part B deductible, 198, right? So in other words, you would be have to pay 198 out of this 200 
20% of the remaining $2, which would be covered by the Medigap plan. Okay, So what ends up happening is your Medigap plan will only begin to pay after you have satisfied the Part B deductible. Only after you have satisfied the Part B deductible. So in my instance, this is the first time I've seen a medical facility or required any provider-based care. Right, So I've not satisfied the Part B deductible if I had owned Medicare, if I were on Medicare and a Medigap plan. In which case, what would I owe? I would owe the 198 at the minimum, and then, candidly, 20% of the $2, which would be covered by the Medigap plan. So you can see what ends up happening. The way that Medicare Advantage and Medigap will handle this are very different. Can it be that Medicare Advantage be lower in price than Medigap and cover it in this particular my knife fight incidents? Could it be actually a lower amount of cost sharing? Yes, the answer can be yes. Why? Because the Medicare Advantage plan had set this visit at a fixed price, which is $100. Medigap will pay only after you have satisfied the Part B deductible. And so for new in entrants into Medicare, you Plan F is no longer available. Plan C is no longer available. So the best you can do is to be pay the entire Part B deductible, which is $198 in 2020. Unfortunately, on this pamphlet, we, we can continue on. Why do I need to complete a Medicare secondary payer questionnaire? As a participating Medicare provider, we are required to ask these questions that determine whether Medicare or another payer should be the primary payer of your visit. Correct. That is true. Sample out-of-pocket costs is the way the last page reads. The table below shows the average coinsurance amounts for our most frequently billed services. Your actual out-of-pocket costs may differ depending on your plan and whether you have met your Part A and Part B deductibles for the year. If you have secondary or supplemental insurance, it may also cover some of these costs. And then comes a very unhelpful table where there are codes and then Medicare Part A, Part B, and total co-insurance columns. Almost completely unuseful for the consumer, to be candid with you. Okay, it tells you about Medicare Part A, it tells you about Medicare Part B, and then tells you what the total would be. Okay, so remember, back to my two examples here. Under Medicare Advantage, this entire table is going to be overridden by the one-time cost as defined in a Medicare Advantage schedule. Under Medigap, this split out between what is charged to Medicare Part A and what is charged to Medicare Part B is important. Why? Medicare Part A your copay or your cost and cost sharing responsibility will be zero under most Medigap plans. Under most. There are two plans where that's only partially the case. Under Medicare Part B, you are responsible for the entirety of the Part B deductible before Medicare supplement or Medigap pays anything. Right? So you're going to want to go to your Medicare summary notice to see how it's been allocated and correctly charged to your Medicare Part B to see whether or not you've satisfied the Medicare Part B deductible. Then, and only after you have satisfied the Part B deductible, will Medigap pay. It's important to know that if you have met the Part B deductible, 
then the Medigap plan will pay for the entirety here, in which case you, my bill in that instance, if I had met the Part B deductible, will be zero. It is important, as, as in the Medicare Advantage example, I, I suggested this period of waiting until three groups, Medicare, the center, blank, and your Medigap carrier all have the time to coordinate amongst one another. Then and only then will your bill reflected should be zero. Before then, it could read, you know, it could read $300, which is, you know, the Z, X plus Y equals Z at the beginning when I set up this example. It can read Z until those points where all three parties have correctly coordinated. That's it for today. Over the next couple of days, you're going to see articles on medicareresources.org. I have become a, an expert contributor. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll see an article there. You'll also hear me as guest on other podcasts, thestreet.com Retirement Daily, which is up on SoundCloud. I was already the guest once. I'm going to be appearing there once a month. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. They're up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you could digest your podcast. I'm Jay. Speak with you next time.